Welcome to River City Media, second ever Sylvania Rams football show. This is official con- continuation of last week or last month. We're getting closer to the season. We're getting, as we get closer, we'll pick up uh, more broadcasts. But tonight, Howie, we've got a little different uh, view tonight. We know Coach Van loves his offense, but tonight we brought the defense to the, pa- the podcast. Got Coach Clark joining us. I'm excited about this, Howie. How about you? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, they're it looks like they're in two locations, but I saw Coach Clark open up that door and talk to him there for a second. So, you know, a little behind-the-scenes thing going on right there. Well, if I open up the door and talk to you, Howie, we got something going because <laughs> that's across state lines. I'm going to tell you, I'm loud, but I don't know that loud. Coach Clark, uh, well, before we come to you, Coach Clark, Coach Van, I think we got some business we got to take care of. The world's best wife, coach's oh, yeah. wife. That's right. Shout out. Happy birthday. birthday. Birthday yesterday, right? Yeah, she had a good one. I mean, she had me. I mean, you know, she, she, <laughs> sees, me every, she sees me every No, I'm kidding. Uh, she's, she's a good one. Uh, you, know, you know, it's not easy being a coach's wife, and she does a good job being a coach's wife. So she had a good day, hopefully. It's, it's a good thing uh, Hannah Van was born in the spring. That way, at least it's not during football season. That makes her even a better coach's wife. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, we want to do I wouldn't be able to take her anywhere during football season. <laughs> coach Clark, welcome to the broadcast. First of all, let's let's bring everybody up a little bit about your background. Uh, this, I've, this is my going into my eighth football season here. Um, the last four have been defense coordinator. Coached baseball the last four years, and now I'm the head softball coach here at Savannah. So that's where I'm at right now. Oh, you didn't want to jump in the frying pan going from baseball to softball, did you? <laughs> oh, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's what I wanted to do. So I'm well, enjoying guys, it. We'll have some players on here next week, but one of the main things I wanted to talk about in this podcast is we've talked a lot to Coach Van about his offense. And Coach Van, I'll, I'll put the first question out to, to you. What's it? Is it not a relief for you knowing that Coach Clark's got the defense? I, I work with some coaches that call both offensive defense, and it seems like game day is just hectic for them. Right. Yeah. It's, to have somebody you trust to do it's uh, a good thing. And somebody does a good job with it. So uh, when, when I first got the job, and it's like I told, Every coach I sit down with, it's not it's not easy. And one day, you know, Coach Clark will be a head football coach. Uh, one day, we'll have a couple guys on our staff that have football that, that will be head football coaches. And, and you want to bring when you do, you want to have the spots to bring your guys in at the time and, and hire somebody. We didn't have the spots, and, and I, I'm glad we did now because Coach Clark's a good one. Uh, he does a really good job, and I look forward to to what he's going to do in the future. But he does a really good job with the defense, and you have to be able to trust somebody uh, to give him a defense. And, and, and it didn't take long sitting down to talk to him, know, you know, to know he knew what he was talking about. Related well with the kids, and, and gets a lot out of his group. So, yeah, it's it's a big deal to be able to to give it off to somebody because I don't see how head coaches do it uh, both. I, I would I wouldn't want to do both. It's it'd be a headache, and, and <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. Coach Clark, when uh, Coach Van came in, you were sitting there. Uh, by the timeline, you were already the defensive coordinator. 
when you saw his offense and you realized, okay, I'm going to come to this new offense and I've got to adjust a little bit. What was the first, what was the first thing scheme wise you thought would help you? Is it turning the ball over pressure in the quarterback, just creating more snaps for him on offense? Uh, well, when we first started, I talked about, you know, that's a lot fast, faster pace than what we're used to. Um, so we talked to the defense about, you know, we're going to have to get the ball back. We got to get off the field, uh, make the offense snap as least amount of times as possible, trying to get them to punt the ball, try to get the ball back. So in doing that, we went to a uh, more basic defense, uh, trying to make force you to run the ball. Um, if you couldn't do that, then it was going to be good for us because now we're going to punt the, you're going to punt it back to us. And two plays later, we're going to be back on defense most of the time because such a fast-paced offense. It's uh, You want to get you guys off the field as much as possible, but it's okay that they're on the field when we're scoring. So um, kind of a balance there. We, we changed up a little bit of the scheme stuff just to uh, pour, put more emphasis on making sure we stop the run first um, and making quarterbacks throw us the ball, trying to get them a little confused back there with our coverages. We mix that up a little bit. So. All right, guys. Uh, Coach Coach Van and Coach Clark, both this question's for you, and then Howie, I'll come to you for the next question. It, when you got a young kid and he's obviously a good athlete, are do you start him on offense, Coach Van, and then move him to defense, or do I mean, do you look for a position? What's that process like? Since they're laughing, I probably know what the process is like. But we'll, we'll go through it anyway. He's going to help us on offense. And then how good is he? Is he going to be a big-time scorer or not? Uh, your, your question's a, a good athlete, young athlete, on the process of deciding which side of the ball he's going to play mostly. Is that yes. your question? Uh, well, you know, as, as you know, in 3A football, you don't have to play both. Uh, we're, I think we're to the point now where we're going to be able to limit how many guys play both ways, um, especially on the back end and skill positions. Um, but we had like, like, for example, we had a young guy coming up. I won't call his name. He's going to be a freshman, really good athlete. Probably going to be more associated with the offense at this point because um, I think that's where we'll get him on the field right now. And then we have another young guy, um, Travis Owens is his name, really good defensive guy, hit you. And then that – as they get older, we can start working them into playing more on both sides. But when they're young, we try to specialize them in one area of the, you know, one side of the football. And then that way they can comprehend it, learn it. And then as they get junior, senior, we can move them in. It's rare that a freshman's going to play both ways. Now, we had a freshman right. at the farm. He is mainly a defensive guy this year. Um, but it's really we sit down, where is it going to help us the most? Um, where can we take? Because we may have older guys in certain positions on the other side of the ball. That's his position. He'll help us more on defense. Aiden would, and that's where he played and kind of rotated in corner and uh, outside linebacker. But really, it's just you know we sit down and talk about that and, and where he's going to help us the most that year, and then it helps him learn you know that side of the football a little bit better before he gets older and, and has to play both ways. Coach Clark, is it easier for a young kid, a freshman or a sophomore, to get his first game steps on the decent defensive side of the football? Is it something that aggression can get so far and, and before he goes into that offense? 
Uh, I would say so. I think uh, defensively what we ask them to do is fly the football, keep your head up, make tackles. I mean, that's that's other than lining up, that's what that's all we got to have on defense. So I think as a freshman, you know, they're a little nervous sometimes coming out playing varsity football. Um, I think that that helps them a lot. Keep it simple like that. And they know if I'm lined up right and I'm flying the football, then I'm doing my job. So I do think uh, defensively, a lot of times it's easier as a younger player to get playing time early rather than a, than an offensive player. Do is there anyone and Howie, sorry, I, did, I just let to another question. I'll come right up to you. Is there ever a time, cause I just spent the last football season, uh, West Quetcha County, uh, in the box where the quarterback is also the best free safety on the team, probably the best defensive player on the team. Uh, I felt like they started the year trying to say hands off on defense, but eventually as the year wore on, even the quarterback was starting on defense. Is there ever a time that you have a player that you just don't want to put him on defense unless you have an injury injury or something? Coach Van? Yeah, that's, that's especially if it's a quarterback and somebody that you always have that dude on offense that, you don't want to get hurt on defense. Um, and that's normally in most situations in high school is your quarterback. Uh, but we had we had guys, you know, like Brody, he wasn't going to play a lot of defense anyways, and, and that kind of helped us this past year as a quarterback. But this year, uh, there's a chance the quarterback uh, this football season's also been starting at strong safety for a couple of years. So, so now it's going to turn into – so I think he can do both, but uh, there may be situations where he may not play as much on defense until, you know, they cross the fifth year. There's it's situational. Uh, again, we have so many skill guys this year. I feel like we have the opportunity to arrest guys and, and different situations and, and get people off the field. You know, we got a running back that's had a ACL and, and we'll be able to arrest him a little bit on defense here and there, but he also has to play defense because he might be one of our better defensive players. So, both our running backs, we, we looked today, just got done talking today, that, you know, they may have an opportunity to rest a little bit on defense here and there because of the depth we have at outside linebackers. So, uh, it's really just, as a coach, uh, if they're really good and they help you on both sides, it's hard to it's hard to take them off the field. And I think you got to play them. <laughs> but we, we hadn't crossed that line. We hadn't really crossed that line yet. We, we haven't protected them too much. If they're going to help us, we try to play it. Try to put the best eleven out there. At three A, it's it's that fine line. You're you know at one A, two A football. Sometimes they don't have a choice. At four A, five A, you've got enough to go both ways. But y'all are really caught in a fine line. Yeah, that's a lot of with the numbers. Of, you can go by who you're playing that week too. So, um, if you're playing someone you feel really confident against, he may only have to play a couple drives on on that side of the football to help you so you can get a lead or. Um, or if you're playing a non-region game and you're really trying to take care of him, he ain't got to play that side of the point, you know, one side that you're trying to take care of him if it's not a region game and, and get somebody else a lot of quality reps. But there's a lot that goes into it sometimes. All right, guys, I'm going to turn you over to the most dangerous man in DeKalb County, Howie Chaney in his Alabama hat. And his, he's probably ordered a Marcus Mariota jersey already, guys. I can't, yeah. I can't do nothing with him. Let's – Let's hear what he's got tonight for us. Now, guys, talking about players playing both ways and everything, let's talk about practice. <clears throat> How do y'all manage that as far as players going both ways 
working on the offense and defense sides. Split dead in half um, a lot of times. So we'll go, especially normally leads practice off, and then we kind of flip-flop whether we go offense or defense first and we spend – you know, like for Brody, if we have a quarterback that don't play both ways, normally I'll stay and work with him, even during defense individual time and stuff. Um, but normally it's we're doing offense for what, about an hour, ten minutes or an hour, and then we're doing defense for an hour because we try to get out of there in the two hour two fifteen. We don't try to keep on trying to get quality routes, and it's always moving. There's never a water break. Get water on the fly. So, but we we just kind of split it up that way. We normally it's Andy team. You know, Skelly, inside, just a normal. It's just we set it up a little bit different here and there. But, uh, that's how we, we have to get them reps that way. I know at halftime you divide everybody up in positions, go to your position coaches and all that. With the players that goes both ways, how do they decide who they go with? And So a lot of times it's where another thing that's good, like our O-line coach is also our D-line coach or there. Receivers coaches or DBs coach, and well, this you know, this year we're adding coaches. We actually have two more that's going to be there more. So we're actually the JV guys are going to get more individual reps in practice as well. But um, we kind of split it up, and it works out where normally your coach is coaching you on both sides of the football, and then um, so you're able to talk. That assistant coach is able to talk both sides of the football at the same time, pretty much. You know, within a few minutes of each other keep them in that same group so that works out well for us coach clark depending on who you're playing and and the game and everything do you go up to coach van and say hey if we won if we win the coin top go on defense first how do y'all decide on what happens on that and i already see coach van kind of smiling about that because I, I don't coach know. van ain't never went on defense i mean that I, I, i'm gonna go ahead and call that one i ain't even gotta wait for him to answer that one yeah that's okay with me because i want to go offense first too i want uh our offense Especially this past year, I want our offense to set the tone, and uh, they did a pretty good job of that for the majority of the season. I want them on the field first, set the tone, uh, kind of break the ice with, with the game, and and then let the defense roll after that. So we we got a, we got similar uh, ideas about that, and I want I want the dang ball first, and I want to go score first. What's bad is we may have to we have to change that this year, depending on. You no, know, last year we had a very senior heavy as far as skill wise, quarterback, receiver, and stuff. And, and I think our strength's going to be on the defense side of the football this year, uh, in my opinion. So we may be we may be kicking a little bit more and putting our best group on the field. Um, it just really depends on how our quarterback battle comes along and how well we're moving the ball. Ball count debris, but I like getting the ball first too and scoring and really setting the tone on offense because we normally script and we normally have our practice or plays that we're going to run all week. So that first drive has been good to us. It's always good getting the ball and score. But when when game time comes around and everything, um, I've been on the sideline. I've seen Coach Van look at you, Coach Clark, and I want your opinion on this. And he'll say, if you see something you don't like, you got timeouts. Use them at will. Most head coaches don't want to do that. They want to save them for certain situations. But it seems like you have the uh, leeway to use them whenever you need to. How, how does that make you feel? Uh, I, I appreciate it a lot because sometimes, I mean, uh, just for instance, we're playing five this past year, and they come out in trips. And I don't know if those kids have ever even knew trips was a formation. But they get down inside the 10-yard line and uh, got trips. And I knew that 
if I needed it, I could call it. So that helped a lot. Me being able to just, I was standing right there by the referee and we called timeout. Uh, that, that does help a lot. And um, there's several times that I still ask and he lets me know real quick, if you need it, go ahead and call it. Um, but yeah, that, that helps a lot being able to uh, know that I can call that if I need to, if I see something that we're, we've screwed up or the other team's done that we we're not expecting. So let, let me go ahead and get the million dollar question out of the way. I ask everybody this. What uh, what pregame rituals do you have or do you have any? Oh, not really. I I, I, I get away from everybody there for a little while. They laugh at me sometimes, but I, I there's a lot of times that we got. For instance, uh, Austin Wilson, he's on our staff, and sometimes I just have to ask him if he'll just, you know, leave the room or I'll just get up and leave the room. Uh he, he's he's the life of the party. He keeps everything going, but every now and then I just have to get away. I have to I have to get to a quiet spot for for a little bit before the game starts. I got my question in, Randy. Go ahead, man. Well, Howie, just if you ever want to know from the announcer's point of view, I usually eat two to three hot dogs plus a candy bar <laughs> about fifteen minutes before go. the show goes live. And first break, I'll have a Snickers bar. So. Uh, that's the reason I weigh 320 pounds. Uh, we'll go from there. How do you, um, Coach Clark, Coach Van, how do you um, address special teams? Do y'all have a special teams coordinator or do you and uh, uh, the school I'm with now, the defensive coordinator kind of handles special teams. And the school I was at last, before that, it was a special teams coach. How do you all deal with the special teams in, in your staff? Actually, Coach Richards is the special teams coordinator. He's our O-line D-line guy. Um, and, uh, but it's kind of all uh, – we're, we're doing a little bit different this year. Everybody's going to have a, uh, a position, so to speak, on every special teams we have because we're going to drill it differently. It wasn't very successful on special teams last year. Um, had nothing to do with Coach Richards uh, – probably more my fault than anything, uh, the way we practiced it. So we're going to change the way we practice it this year, try to get better on special teams with how we, how we, you know, drill it, how we do it every day and, and the emphasis that we put on it. But um, this year, every coach will, will have to step up and be a part of it. I know Coach Clark took the, the punt return side of it last year and block, pump block. But, um, you know, we kind of divvied it out, but, this year, everybody's going to have a position. Coach Richards is still over it. He's going to be meeting with the coaches, but uh, we're just going to drill it a little bit different because we weren't very good on it. So. Coach Clark, that's interesting. I was about to ask you a question about how you work with the defensive backs in returns once they once the ball is turned over. But I guess that's the same thing. It's 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 creating something in the open field. There's you're never as open as a return man or a defensive back that gets the ball. What, what, how do you get that kid to look at the field and be able to, uh, I don't know. It seems to me like it's one of the harder things to do in sports. Uh, you, you usually want to, uh, this year we had, we were blessed. We had sorry Hughes back there catching punts and uh, a lot of good things happen when he gets the ball in his hands. This year it may be to where either one of our safeties drop back like it was last year and we go, with our defense on the field, that way if somebody comes out and fakes it and we, we're there for a, a safe, uh, just playing regular defense and we got a return man back just in case they do punt it, maybe to where we can drop a safety back this year like we, we have in the past or 
may have to run somebody in and off the sideline if one of our safeties aren't able to do that. Um, but it's it's really um, it's really just about getting a guy that's good with the ball in his hands. Uh, once they get to where they can catch that ball coming out of the sky, which is one of the harder things to do. Um, once they catch that ball, it's all it's all fun and games. After that, they get their eyes down and we block it the way we're supposed to. So this question again, I'll go to both of you. Uh, Coach Vance talked about how much trust since we started doing this show. Yeah, as even Coach Clark, uh, that's a great compliment, of course, to your coaching ability. How much when when the offense is on the field? Uh, what is your role, Coach Clark? Are you do you are you working on the next series of defensive sets? Are you do you ever look at the field and go, well, Coach Van, you're just missing it right there. It is or. Or well, for you, Coach times, Van, do you ever look at Coach Clark and go, well, right there it is. You're, you can't see it for the trees. So start with you, Coach Clark. Uh, a lot of times, well, I don't have time to, to work with our guys on the sideline. I got I had Leo Kirby that would come off last year, and that was it, um, which was, was a good one to come off because Leo could remember because I would tell him 10 different people he needed to go talk to when he got back on the field. But <laughs> um, a lot of times they don't come off the field, so what I – I coach running backs on the offensive side, so a lot of times I'll actually stand back behind somebody else's defense and try to give him what they're doing. Um, I try to pick that up early, see what covers are giving us, see what they're doing in certain formations, and I, I try to give that to him and, and see where they're weak at or try to see where they're weak at by standing back behind their defense. A lot of times we're on offense, you'll see me on the opposite side of the sideline, and I'm trying to watch the back side of the defense and see what they're doing. Interesting. Coach Coach Van, are you? Are you trying to break down the other team's offense when uh, your defense are on the field? Or well, what's your mindset? I know you've got a thousand things as head coach on game day, too. So, well, I, I really rely on when it gets to defense side, Coach Lee does a lot of, you know, he, he was up top for us last year and he, we had live scopes. So he's watching iPad. Um, you know, during the defensive possession, I would, I would be talking back and forth with Lee about what we needed to fix on offense, but at the same time trying to stay in touch with Clark about what they're giving us on offense and listening to what his spotter is giving him. To, so but try not to butt in too much on calls because I don't I don't listen to people who butt in on my calls, and I'm sure he would. Unless I absolutely see something I think needs to be changed, I, I, just, I just let him have it and just tell him what I see. But, um, he does a good job with it. Yeah. I know certain announcers that like to call plays, but I won't call no names in particular. But I'm undefeated as a head coach in 30 years. I can just call my plays. That's all I'm going to say. Coach Clark, uh, question to you. Howie, we'll come up to you after this series, too, and let you get back around. Uh, coach Clark, what did you, uh, where did you attend college and what was your path to get into coaching? Uh, is it something you always wanted to do? Yeah, it is. It, it was from the get go. I went to Snee State, uh, originally planned to play baseball, and I, I didn't. Um, so my first little gig with a with a team was I was at Snead, and I got to be the softball manager there. So uh, started doing that, and then went on to Jasper State, did the same thing, graduated from Jasper State. Um, so that was my first little go at it, and then uh, we got to. Uh, Sylvania, Coach Ledbetter had came over to Sylvania as a defense coordinator and he gave me a call and asked if I would be interested in helping. My first answer was, no, I'm not, no, I'm good. Uh, he called, and so he said, okay, well, uh, we was talking about P1 
people that might be interested in going into coaching that might be interested young people wanting to volunteer coach. So um, I called him back later that afternoon. I was like, yeah, I want to. So that's, that's how it all started. And I've been here ever since. It was in 2015. Sounds like you kind of got drafted, Coach Clark. Ah, he uh, he called me and he said we're looking for young guys and we need some volunteers. We don't have any guys on staff, so um, I think I was really just the bottom of the barrel is what it was. I think I was the last short, last last phone number in his in his contacts that he could call. You know that's how I got an announcement. I sponsored games, so they felt bad if I was sponsoring the games. They put, gave me a mic, so I just started calling games. So that's how I, I fell into my second career. Coach Van, uh, how are we up, up to you after this question? I got a question for you, Coach Van. I've thought about since uh, the last time we talked. I do feel we talked about uh, last couple of times, we talked about how things go in cycles on the offensive side of the football. You know, uh, wing T was the rage, shotgun wing T. The fear was the rage. When I was in school, everybody wanted to run the wishbone. Does the same thing happen on defense, or are they still running 4-3, pinching down on the tackles like we did in 1984, or do you see more exotic looks from defenses today? Well, we see, sometimes I watch film and I'm question about when I was at Woodball, for example. Um, I'd watch film, and, and we were a little bit different offensively at, at Woodville. We was more of a tight end, stiffer group, and, and kind of like five does. We, we just didn't use a wing a lot. We split um, because that's what fit our guys. And I would see things on defense I hadn't seen. I don't know if it's – sometimes I couldn't even tell you what it was. <laughs> kind of, And it makes it tough sometimes because they're, they're coming – like if you're playing somebody who's bringing them from everywhere – and they're not sound. Well, sometimes they're going to get you. Um, but when you when you're able to bust it, though, they ain't got nobody. They're not in the right spots. But um, we we face like this past year. You know, we, we faced a lot of four man front, some, some odd front, and a little bit of both, and, and some really well coached football teams that we played this past year, especially um, in the playoffs in Piedmont. As well coached on defense and played a lot of man coverage, and I didn't think they was going to play a lot of man coverage. And maybe maybe it's my I'm not very good scouting teams, but I hadn't seen them a lot in man. And when they were in man, I thought you know, we'd have a little bit better chance than we did. I thought they was going to play us more too high look. Right. And because I, I thought they thought that we would struggle running the ball against their front without them having put me in the box. But they did a really good job, and Coach Smith does a good job. And we just got to do a better job this coming year. Coach Clark, what is your base um, – I was up at Rome County a couple uh, last game of the year for us this year, and they lined up in what I thought was a 5-2 defense, and I called it a 5-2 all night. Turns out, hey, that was a 3-4, but the 5-2, 3-4 looks the same to me 20 years apart. Where do you start with base and where do you go? I mean, even odd base or just where do you start? How are you up to you after that? Uh, up up until this year, I've really liked an odd front, but the it depends on the personnel each year you get. Uh, we've talked about you know it's three A school, it's whatever you get, it's what you get. So personnel wise, this year we were better in a four man, uh, even front. Um, years past, we we ran some uh, some three four that three four you're talking about, and uh, 
Um, we've really liked the the four three this this past year, and we still mix it up and we run a little three four. We run a little five man front if we have to, uh, but we we rep all of it equally depending on who we're playing that week. Uh, if you're playing somebody like five, you don't even have to rep three man front that week because they're too tight. They're coming downhill at you. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times we're we're repping our four man and our three man defense all week. Good, Howie Cheney, <clears throat> Coach Clark. Um, I've talked to Coach Van about this in the past, and uh, the young coaches there at Sylvania seem like they have a good chemistry, and good gel. Uh, could you? I'm trying to do a little bit of math in my head, and I'm not a good mathematician, so I'll just say right now. But it seems like you could be the elder statesman of the coaching staff. Is that true? It is. Other than uh, Coach Ryan Haney, the I'm the oldest person on staff. I'm only 28 years old. And I'm the oldest one on staff. So, <laughs> um, but it does. You're, you're right. We we gel. It's uh, from the get go. It clicked, and uh, everybody up here gets along very well and works together. And we're all going to one goal. You know, I, I'm on the sideline with y'all, and I see y'all before the game a little bit, and then after the game, and. It seems like y'all really do have a good time and it seems like it's a genuine type of friendship together. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, um, yeah, it goes beyond just football office. You know, we talk. We see each other on weekends several times a year. Uh, and so, I mean, it, it does. It We clicked from the get-go, like I said, and it, it became a, a good friendship all the way across the board. Everybody on staff, we, we all get along. Don't have any issues. So, that's it's always good when, that, when that's all working in one, one direction. I kind of want to go back to last year for a second and talk about Leo Kirby. You didn't mention him earlier um, about being a defensive uh, uh, go-to guy, I guess you'd say. I don't think he really started much at the first of the year, or am I mistaken, or did he just improve that much throughout the season? He improved that much throughout the season. Um, he was not a starter. He was not a starter from the first game. That's what me and Coach Van were actually talking about yesterday or day before. You know, Leo wasn't even a starter. And uh, Preston uh, Graham broke his arm. And uh, so Leo had to start against uh, DAR in the Jamboree. So going into that game, I, f I was afraid it was a little weak there, but Leo's a very smart kid. And he's going to do what you ask him to do. And some of his reads, when we were watching film, I called Coach Van in on that on that Sunday when we were watching that. And I said, watch this. Uh, he's, his reads were incredible. He just – every single game he got better, he worked and uh, – he, he worked himself into one of our better defensive players. He played will linebacker for us. But, yeah, he, he started every from the get-go, but he was uh, he was under the radar at first. Talking about film session and all that, how's that broke down on Sundays? Do you – Coach Van, do you all do the offense and then defense, or do you just do it all at one time? No, we split up. So, we'll have offensive, some offensive guys and – in one office, and we'll split up defensive guys in the other coach's office, and then we we'll come together at the end. So, kind of work that way. And then, so, like this, this year will be a little bit different. I think we're going to be better on how we meet this year than it was last year. You know? So, tell the kids to get better. Um, we need to get better too. So, we're going to make some changes in how we do that, but it'll be very similar. We're going to split up, but come together, be more kind of in depth on what we want from everybody that we can kind of game plans on both rather than uh, me and Clark. Just, you know, us two knowing it, uh, we need to do a better job of communicating throughout everywhere. And, you know, the entire staff, what we want on both sides rather than just this offensive staff knowing what, 
what I want, just the defense stuff on what he wants, and me and him's only two that know what both sides want. Coach Clark, um, you know, Coach Van has told us in the past, uh, I think the last episode we had, uh, some of the players he's going to miss, not just on offense, but team-wise. Could you elaborate on some of the defensive players that you're really going to miss from this senior class that's graduating? Oh, yeah. We got um, Sidney Decker. Sidney's going to hurt. Uh, losing him at defensive end, he was a, he was a guy. I mean, he, he um, it turned into halfway through the season, you'd flip on film and you'd see quarterbacks coming to the line of scrimmage looking for number 70 and trying to get the ball the other way. Um, Styles Hughes played Mike for us. He um, he always made sure everybody was lined up the correct way, which is half the battle on defense. And he he was a, a good, very good Mike linebacker. And then um, Xander Wooten played a little three tech for us. He ended up he's not played very much defense up until this year. Ended up being a um, every game starter. And then uh, Sawyer Hughes at safety. Um, Sawyer was always back there. Um, we always try to keep him the high safety in case anything ever broke. He'd just go get them down and let us play again. Um, so so those four guys right there are the main four that, that we're going to be missing from the defensive side, and they're, they're four hard ones to replace. Do you already have early Arab parents that's going to be taking their places that you'd like to express now? Or would you rather just hold off on that? I, I think uh, I think Mike – Linebacker, we we could I think uh we're looking at Leo Kirby either staying outside or moving him inside. He knows the defense so well, he knows it as well as anybody on the team. Um uh so and if we've got guys that I think we do that's gonna be able to step up and face some outside linebacker, Leo's gonna be able to move into Mike and hold that defense down. And then uh, defensive end wise, we had Brant Kittle that kind of emerged late last year and uh did a good job later in the year. And I think I think he's gonna be able to step up and play some defensive defensive end and then the other two positions they're they're still up in the air for grabs i believe good randall back to you buddy uh you said something about middle linebacker coach clark and is is that is that your defensive captain i mean generally is that guy you've got calling plays and making sure everybody's lined up is that explain to everybody that doesn't know the ins and out of football. What 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 all getting lined up entails? Oh well, the mic's got to call the. A lot of times, the uh, when they break the huddle, the wheels supposed to call the formation. Uh, we'll cause the formation, the offensive formation. The the mic will tell us where we're lined up next. So uh, we bring a tight end, we make a certain check, and the mic's got to make sure everybody's lined up in a certain way. But I put a lot of pressure on our safeties. Um, I've been uh, had my hands on safeties the last couple of years with with coaching them at practice and I put a lot of a lot of uh stress on the safeties you see the whole defense you see if something's not right you know they see the edge a lot better than the mic can Mike's responsible for the box and I make sure our safeties are responsible for the outside but back to your question yes the mic is he's got to be a leader on the defense if if he's not a loud voice if he's not somebody that's going to let you know that you're lined up wrong then it may be three four plays before we pick it up on the iPad and by then it's too late they're inside the red zone so Having a good mic, having a good communicator, that's that's huge about getting lined up and doing the right things on defense. Coach Fan, uh, that that's something we haven't talked a lot about. Uh, when you're uh, from huddle break to line, uh, does your center call the blocking scheme, or do you call the blocking scheme, or do you do you just keep it really simple and everybody knows 
blocking area because there's a lot of ways you can go with your type of offense. Right. Well, they get they get like the play to begin with. And if it's a run play like Red Arizona, then they'll communicate based on the front on, on how they should, you know, block it up. But normally, you know, we've scouted it, we've practiced it. They just take their steps on most plays. But you got um, gap scheme stuff. But when it, the most that's called out is your pass protection. And that's called out by the quarterback. So always a Roger Lewin call, and then we'll check real, check Liz, you know, checking the full slide protections, depending on if they're showing pressure. And the quarterback always picks that up. Now, we do have calls, and, and our guards all the way up front can, can make calls, taco calls and stuff uh, up front to change a blocking scheme on, on certain run plays. But everybody don't even know that. <laughs> yeah, well, we there's certain things we don't need to talk uh, about. Anyways, yes, they do communicate up front, but the quarterback makes most of them calls um, as far as the entire scheme goes. And, and pass protection is probably the most we get as far as vocalizing what we're doing up front. So you like to break the huddle and get to the line of scrimmage with uh, a little time on the clock to adjust. Right. right. So, well, we don't um, we try, we don't we don't really huddle. To be honest with you, much. We, uh, they get up there, and the quarterback just walks up and gives them, gives them the play, and we go. Um, at times, we weren't very fast last year. I um, wasn't really happy with the, with the speed of our offense. And, and this year, with with a quarterback, it's going to be probably a little bit more, you know, agile, can, can move and run. We're going to be more up-tempo. We want to go faster than we did last year, um, get more snaps in. If we're snapping the ball, you know, they're not – but we want to snap it and keep their defense on the field. We want to wear them down. And then the fourth quarter, that you know that that play that was averaging two and a half yards of pop in the second quarter in the fourth quarter because you're snapping the ball and uh, you're keeping them on the field. That play starting to average three, four, five, and busting them every now and then um, because they're on the field a lot. And, and in three A football, if you keep a defense on the field, then you got a lot of guys running in and out. Um, it plays in the hands of the offense because on offense, your guys can be tired, but they know where they're going. They know what they're running. They're, you know, they're ready to score, score the football. When you're on defense and you're wore down and, and things are not going your way, that's that's when you find out if your, your team's mentally tough. Uh, we want to find out if every team we play is mentally tough and ready for it. So we're going to try to be faster this year on offense. Coach Clark, during practice, um, uh, your kids, uh, of course, playing your own offense get – a great at look at spread. Uh, do you and Coach Van and Scout or try to create the same look for the other team? Like going to play somebody like Fife, do you want to simulate what that looks like across the front to your kids on defense just so they kind of know how they're going to line up and where they're going to be? Absolutely. We uh, we split that up, and uh, a lot of times Coach Wilson, he does a good job with the uh, – with the scout team calling the plays when we're on defense and uh, that we want to see what the other team's going to give us. Um, so we put our best scout team guys over there and, and uh, they give us their best look at it and try to prepare us for what they're going to see. And a lot of times we're correcting the scout team just as much. Hey, that kid's not going to step out. He's going to step down, you know, because we need to see exactly what we're going to see on Friday night. All right. This is kind of a crazy question. But I, I thought about it all day. So this is going to come to you first, Coach Clark. 
if you had to switch sides of football and you had to go coach the offensive side of the football, what scheme would you want to run? On offense? Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a big spread guy as far as knowing the whole scheme. It takes somebody smarter than me to do that. I, I'm a, I like the two tight double wing. We're going downhill. That's, that's, that's what I like. But, um, found a new love for that spread offense this year. When you, when you see it, when kids are, uh, working and, and doing the right things, it, it's, it's fun to watch. I like that old boring football though. You, you're getting tight ends go downhill. The offensive line's butts are higher than their head. You might be 28, but you got some 48 yourself somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Coach Van, you're a defensive coordinator. Mm. What are you going to do with? First off, depends on you. Don't tell me the top players we got, or I'm just going <laughs> off. If I could fit players to a scheme. Right. Uh, you, got, you got your you you got some pretty good athletes, not a lot of size. Okay, I'd be in a stag probably. And I'd be coming at you from different from different places, probably bringing it every play. Um, bear zero or something, you know, snake zeros. I mean, I'd be <laughs> I'd be bringing pressure, son. Bring them from everywhere. No, I'd uh, <laughs> I'd get here's the deal. I hate uh, an offensive line. They, they hate blocking odd front a lot of times. And we struggle with blocking odd fronts here and there. And I thought we got better because Coach Lee does a really good job. Um, but probably some type of odd front because um, – or, you know, a heads front if we want to get give two twos and you know, a four-man front with two twos because that also gives a lot of trouble from an up front standpoint when you got guys slanting. Um, yeah. Gives us – when you make them O-line think, you know, when that mind's going – They've got to react. It's tough on the whole line. But, um, I'm, I'm hoping this year, and we got better as the year went on last year, our guys do a better job of it because we need them. We're going to rely on running the football and we'll just do it at a you know, much faster pace. Well, one thing for Coach Clark, for sure, his running backs are all over 220 pounds, it sounds yes. like. Yeah, falling so, forward for two yards. Get that right. Back down to one, snapping it in there. Yeah. Coach Clark, uh, I implied that uh, Coach Van, that Auburn and Alabama must have been busy when he scheduled the schedule next year because he got everybody else that he could on there. Uh, quite a challenge with the schedule, but I do agree with Coach Van. By the time y'all are playoff, you're, you're going to be a playoff-ready team. What does playing that schedule do for the defense to be – ready by playoffs i mean with that schedule we're playing some of the best teams in 3a uh no doubt about that no question about it um we're playing some of the best teams in, in 3a we start with Sachs, who's not in our region but they've got some guys that can go uh, then you got piedmont who's piedmont they're, they're a good team solid no matter they have a bad bad year they're still going to be pretty solid um you got geraldine and five you you're prepared for everything that you see I mean, we even see the triple option. You know, we get Plainview. So we get to see everything we're going to see during the year, and they're going to be good uh, teams and well-coached teams. And by the time you get to the playoffs, it's like a, a deep breath. Hey, we've made it out alive. And uh, now we get to see some other people other than, you know, this northeast corner up here. It's, it's brutal. Brutal. Coach Van, uh, I guess a lot of the kids are in baseball right now. 
do you still got lifting going even when they're in baseball? Will you have you have some lifting going? Yeah, they we have one guys currently that's um, not baseball. That's in full off season mode with football. We have twenty we have twenty one guys. The rest of them's in baseball, um, and that's that's a pretty good bit too. I think it's like. We have a bunch of baseball, but we also have that's 21 guys seventh period. We have more eighth graders just will be freshmen first second period that, that I'm not counting. But um, they live three days a week in season left right now with baseball. Coach Richards does a good job, you know, of keeping them in the weight room, keeping them going. And Coach Wilson, you know, he still works in the weight room with them, them baseball guys, so they're doing some good stuff in there. Mainly maintaining, getting ready. I'm ready to have them all. I hope baseball wins state championship, and I'm ready to see my guys in a weight room all of them together. Absolutely, Coach Clark. Little, little, little off the question of football here. Um, girls softball team. Uh, I, I love girls softball. By the way, it's it's. I'm a, a Tennessee graduate, and I I'll go see more girls softball games and I will college baseball games, but uh, that's quite a challenge. It's a, it's a different kind of sport. And uh, to me, it's, if you can, if you can do one thing good in girls softball, if you can either pitch or hit, you'd be a pretty good team. What's your team like so far this year? Uh, we've had our ups and downs for sure. Uh, we're starting to catch a little bit of a, a stride here and, and try to find our identity. It's hard for a team that's full of juniors. I've got no seniors, uh, full of juniors and younger players that, uh, you know, it's hard getting a new coach and, and, and changing. Uh, we're starting to catch a little bit of a stride and find out who we are and hitting the ball a little better here. And, uh, uh, we got some 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 good pitchers that's, that's keeping us in ball games and allowing us uh, to get some wins here and there. So um, happy where we're at. And I'm excited to see where we're going. It's awesome. Uh, I, I, like I said, I'm a, I'm a big supporter of girls softball. I got a 12 year old daughter who is obsessed with being the next Axel Rose and I can't get her to play any sports, but Hey, that Axel Rose gig plays good. So I think I'll ride it out for a while. Coach Van, what are you doing right now? As far as I, I know you, you help out all over the place. Is, is this a time that you evaluate your playbook? Are you, are you, adding subtracting or uh it sounds like you're in a heavy evaluation of what you did last year period yeah we've been looking back at, at there's gonna be you know things that have to change from a, 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 like for example the special teams we have a lot going on there that we're going to change and implement so um working on getting and all that together you know, special teams wise but at the same time trying to figure out how we're going to get the guy every single player that needs the football football because we have we have a good problem right now we got a bunch of guys that that can do stuff with the football you know after they they you know catch it and after we give it to them so we got to find ways to give them football and that's my job and right now i'm trying to figure out the best way to do that so whether it be we have to run a little bit more two back stuff than we did last year Whatever it may be, if a quarterback can throw it really well, then we can, you know, spread it out more. Or we're gonna play more with the tight end. Right now, I'm trying to figure out kind of and, and round it up uh, where I want to look at people this spring. We're not doing a full spring, of course, but 
mean, this is going to be an evaluation period, but, you know, rostering it up right now and putting guys in positions and looking at them this spring and seeing where we're going to go from there. But a lot of it's just getting ready and trying, like I said, trying to figure out a way to get all these guys to football, because, which is a good problem to have. When will you uh, go into the period with your quarterback evaluation? During the spring, you said it wasn't a full spring. Will you go into fall probably with both guys repping and 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 let that work out in the first couple of weeks of spring? I, I think so. I think it'll be something where they're already. I mean, right now Jackson, he don't he don't play um, baseball. He's throwing every day. Uh, he wants to be good. You know, he's got guys that stay after with him. He throws routes to him. Uh, he just wants to be good. And you know, Josh Scott, he's in baseball. And, He's he's all the time trying to do something with football. But, uh, it'll be spring spring session will, will show a lot, but I don't think we'll know for sure who it's going to be. Till, I mean, unless something happens and, and one of them really stands out, this won't be decided until after the fall, Jim I don't think so, uh, which is a good problem to have. And, and you know, we're going to find out. And I, I met with him, you know, and talked to him. Like, quarterback, you know, is more about just throwing a football. It's more about how far you can throw it. It's about understanding the playbook. And if they understand why the play caller, myself, calls the play and understands the scheme, they're just going to be a better quarterback. They don't know the offense. They don't understand. Coach Man called this. Well, I need to be looking for this because there's a reason behind why he called that that play. And then who's the team going to respond to better? You know, at the end of the day, who's the better leader? Um, is it? Who's selfish? Who's not selfish? Who's one? Who's the team going to give it all for? And that's that's part of it. And who's going to win the team over? And, um, all that I think is going to be decided over the summer and in the fall. And it should be interesting because both, I think, you know, you can throw a third guy in there that's been surprising me. I think you got three guys that's going to be trying to fight for a spot. And, you know, it's exciting for me. And I know they're excited. They're working hard. And, should be interesting, yeah, you know. Nothing, nothing makes you better than competition, and we don't have competition at a, you know, spots all across the defense, all over the field. There's gonna be competition. You got guys that played receiver last year, that their spots up in the air because you got guys who's working harder, gaining weight, um, and just want to be good at football. And when you have that competition everywhere, uh, you're gonna see it pay off in individual success, and then, uh, of course for our team. All right, Howie, I got one more for Coach Clark, then we'll come let you close it out uh, with your final round of the question here. Coach Clark, I, I, I halfway joked with Coach Van the other day and uh, on one of the shows, and uh, about how soon after the end of the season did he make his first depth chart? And I think he'd already made it about – Tuesday after the final game, or he might have made it into the next week. But how soon do you start making your depth chart? And how many positions do you think is up to battle on that defense going into the limited spring in the fall? Uh, we we started quickly after season was over talking about getting this kid ready. Got to have this guy ready. This one this one's going to help us. You know, blah blah blah. But I think um, there's probably 
two, three positions that's really up for grabs right now. The other ones, they're all up for grabs too. If somebody else wants to outplay that guy starting there, been playing there for a couple of years, I'm fine with somebody else coming in and taking their spot too. Um, but right now I think we've got two or three holes in our defense that we've got to fill. That's awesome. Hey, we've had a ton of comments, but the guy that takes the comments evidently turned comments off so we couldn't see them. But, Coach Van, I think it may be your wife said you looked handsome. Not sure. If it's not, then we ain't going to bring it up. It might not be. I get that comment. Uh, uh, Justin Frazier said we're talking about practice. So, uh, and then we had a comment from Monica Kittle and Deborah Talley. Uh, Deborah Talley seems to love defense. So, Coach Van, we got one fan for the uh, defense. But I did get one question that I wished I'd saw earlier. I want to want to ask you both. Uh, did you last year was your first? It was your first full year together as a staff. What mm -hmm. do you think the biggest adjustment from? week one to week 10 that you as a staff did that just kind of went, Hey, that works. We're going to keep that going. Is there one moment that something in the a coach's office, coaches meeting and you went, you're right coach. And we'll start with you coach fan was the growth of the staff. If you, if you can comment on it a little bit. Oh, that's tough. I would say our, uh, our in game communication, or something. I think when you when you're a you know a young staff, especially but a new staff, getting to know each other, it's important to understand what what everybody's looking for, especially for the offense coordinator, defense coordinator. Um, you don't need a million voices in, in your ear. Uh, you, you need one, and, and that's why we had them up top. You know, and, um, I thought the communication from coordinator to coach to player was better throughout the year. I think that's a big deal. Halftime got, you know, more efficient as the year went on. I, I thought we did a really good job splitting up and, and getting things done at halftime. But one that would be the biggest, I think, adjustment that was made would be, you know, in-game communication. But I thought the overall chemistry of the coaching staff got better as the year went on, of course. And, and winning always helps that. Absolutely. <laughs> winning helps everything. Um, winning winning – Everybody's happy when you're winning. Everybody wants you to stay for 25 years and and you know, be the next coach that coaches for 30 years until you retire when you're winning. Um, and, and everybody wants to build a culture and wants to hear about your culture when you're winning. Um, but your culture can't change when things go bad. And I think we've built a good enough chemistry, and I think we've uh, started building a good enough culture. You know, a, a couple of losses against some really good football teams, so we're going to be all right. You know, and we don't plan on losing by no means. Um, but losses shouldn't define your culture, shouldn't define who you are. And I think as a coaching staff, um, the chemistry we made, losses ain't going to affect us. It's just going to make us work harder. We got a staff full of winners. And so chemistry and, and in-game communication will be the biggest thing to change between week one and week ten, for, in my perspective. Coach Clark, same question. What, what did you see the growth in the staff? And then how – round the questions to you last one well i, I agree with that I, after the first game you know we kind of came in and sat down uh played a really good sacks team came in the coach's office sat down you and you realize i mean you're sitting around with a 
with guys, you know, you've known some your whole life that you're sitting in that office with that you've known some for three months. So, I mean, you're sitting there and, and you realize real quick that we're all going for one goal right here. And that's to make uh, players better people and, and win ball games and, and uh, just the work everybody put in, it, it helps with the build the trust and it, it makes that chemistry grow as a year goes. And I, I think from week one, after that first loss, you know, you, you get in a, you get in the coach's office and, and you realize, hey, we're all here one one reason, one reason only. And um, and I think that really builds chemistry from going in that. We didn't come in here mad at each other or mad at anybody on the team. You know, uh, we all felt like we had let the players down. We got beat by sacks. You know, we all, everybody in the room was like, okay, that was my fault. That was my fault. That was my fault. You know, we got to fix that. I got to fix myself. And, and seeing a bunch of guys in the same room doing the same thing um, really builds that chemistry. It was probably because you got bad stats. Speaking of that, <laughs> Howie Taney, it's yours. Uh, real quickly here, go back to last year's team. I was at the sports bank with the other night. You know, great job by everybody, by the uh, quarterback club putting it on. Uh, had a great time. Uh, could y'all give some – would y'all give out the names of the people that won, like, individual awards that was voted on by the coaches and everything? That That's something that don't get out in the media very often. But, you know, we all know who won or who was selected all area and all count and all that. What about individual awards that maybe the coaches or, the, or their peers voted on uh, them? So the trench award, uh, we went to the to the best line. Um, and in the coach's opinion, maybe the guy that um, we felt gave us the best opportunity to, to, to win it. Or, or put us in the best position. I'm sorry. I'm trying to find this sheet right here with, with all the, the names so I don't mess it up. But the trench award was, was Ashton Cooley, correct? Clark. Yes. It was Ashton Cooley. And then what was the other ones we gave out? We gave out a Bighorn Award, which went to the guy who, you know, we, that was kind of unexpected. Um, you know, he started out the year where he really wasn't expecting him to do a lot, um, but he just continued to work, continued to get better. Of course, that was Leo Kirby. Um, and then the defensive player of the year was Sidney uh, Decker. Decker was defensive player of the year. It's five techniques. So, trench award went to Ashton Cooley, who was the other five technique, and the defensive player of the year went to Sidney Decker, five technique. So, our two ends – we're dudes, um, and, and Ashton Kelly, we're lucky to have him back for two more years. Offensive player of the year, um, of course, went to Brody Smith, who threw for 2,400 yards. Um, was there any more before the, the last? The Josie Sargent Award. Yeah, the Josie Sargent Award, which um, you can speak probably more on that, but go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Josie was a player we had here. I graduated last year. He passed away in a car accident. Um, this past year, right before Christmas. And Josie was one of the hardest working players I've ever coached, um, ever been around. And we decided we needed to make sure he, he had an award in his name. And um, so so we picked, we sat down, we talked about that award for a while. And, and we, we wrote down exactly what Josie was about and exactly what we needed this award to be for. And a uh, uh, hardworking kid showed up every day, didn't ever have to worry about his work ethic. He was going to be there. He's going to get the job done. And uh, this year it was uh, Kobe Butcher. 
That's special. It was. Um, I think that was it from the individual, was it not? Well, yeah, about six, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, Coach Clark, uh, we appreciate you taking the time out, being a softball coach and a football coach. Uh, uh, tell the family thanks for sparing an hour of your time to join us. And uh, uh, Coach Van and Hannah's they're used to it by now. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to thank her personally, but she knows we appreciate uh, her, uh, you know, her letting Van, uh, Coach Van come and join us for a little while. Uh, I know he has to uh, ask for permission to do this before he can do this. But uh, anyway, now, uh, Coach Clark, appreciate your time. Coach Van, thanks Coach- Everything. Coach Clark, you want to give a shout out to that family that's back there Absolutely. too. Absolutely, talking about. Absolutely, I got uh, my wife's name's Caitlin, and uh, I didn't ask for permission. I kind of told her that Van was making me do something up here at seven o'clock, so that way, <laughs> that way, if she gets mad, she gets mad at him. And uh, we've got a seven-month-old baby, uh, Ava. She's she's probably asleep right now. Eight o'clock's her bedtime. She don't like it to be up very long after that. So it's ironic. At seven months and 55, you have the same bedtime. So uh, I've done stayed up past my bedtime tonight. But uh, thank you for coming on, Coach Clark. I'm sure we'll have you back, Coach Van. We'll schedule something up. Uh, I definitely want to get something in the middle of the spring. As we said, we're going to have this going all year long as we get into football season. We'll be weekly. Uh, How did the fundraiser go? That's the one update I wanted to get. We had a fundraiser, did we not? uh, Fishing? Yes, the bass. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we – fishing tournament went well. Uh, we made a lot of – we made pretty good money on it, I, I think. Like $3,000 or something close to that, which is good profit. Um, but, you know, we're thankful for everyone who come out and fish. We didn't – you know, I, me and Haney didn't even – we didn't win. Um, <laughs> but me and Coach Haney's got a bad luck together. We – I think we went two times now and – you know, the wind's either blowing 95 mile an hour or his foot's messed up. We can't go anywhere and we're stranded. So we're, we're kind of bad luck right now. But, uh, no, the fundraiser went really well. We're thankful for everyone who supports our program. And, you know, we need money to provide our kids, our players with the best facilities, best equipment that we can. Um, we really appreciate all the money and, and support from our community and everyone around that, that supported us. Coach Clark, being a softball coach, you got any fundraisers going on you want to share with us or anything you want to print over? We actually had one a day. Uh, it, was a, it was a pretty good fundraiser, a little hit-a-thon. We, we raised money to – got all the girls to get money donated per foot. They hit the ball, and we did it home run derby style. And uh, it was a good day, good fundraiser. We got a golf tournament going to be coming up in June. So uh, be sure. that's, that's, that's where we're at right now. Be sure to let us know about that where we can get it promoted and get it out to the everybody because I know golf tournaments are huge money makers for everybody. Oh, yeah. I, I'm waiting on the sport to have the Randall Cunningham hot dog eating contest and Diet Pepsi drinking. Uh, if you come up with that, I'll be your first entry. Uh, they didn't have a wing eating contest, don't we? Yeah, wing fest. Yeah. I, I, I'm the first one to sign up if we're going to have an eating contest. I, I don't care if I lose as long as I get to eat. (laughs) For Coach Clark, for Coach Van, again, Sylvania Rams football, you all support it. Uh, I I cannot get off the air without saying 
our number has been between, uh, you know, 18, 19 people on here watching this. That's what we want to do. We want to bring Sylvania around football, Sylvania around sports to the community, to the area, uh, maybe to somebody that's out of the area that graduated from Sylvania. We want you to have an opportunity to participate. I am sorry that I did not have the text on. We are going to try something different next time, Coach Van. We're going to try to take a few live calls on the air. So maybe you'll get some uh, some people calling in. John Kirby is not allowed to call in. I'll go ahead and ban him. <laughs> go ahead and get that one out there. We'll go ahead and wipe our hands of that one. And uh, Howie, you cannot call and ask if there's any game day tradition. You've done got that one. Done got it. All right. Randall call. Cunningham, Coach Kerr, Robbie, Ryan Clark, for Tyler Van, Howie Cheney, thank you for joining us. We'll see you in one month. Thank you. Thank you. Great show.